Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hey. Hi. I had a funny throat no- noise. Nose? Nose? Nose. You have a throat nose? Uh, I've already <laughs> fucked up. We're like two seconds in. <laughs> oh. I know. I heard it. Like when we were doing our intro. <laughs> That's why I laughed. Like, Tell your throat to cut it Shut out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen, even though it's definitely going to happen 800 it's more times. <laughs> I feel like whenever one of us is like the lead, that's when it's like, get ready for throat noises. <laughs> You're yes. fucked, buddy. It's so true. It's like our body's like, oh, we're ready to make noise. <laughs> I'm ready Un- to be heard by the world. <laughs> Unwanted, unexpected noises. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. And here with we are. With all of our noises and stuff. And- I had a traumatic incident before this episode began, guys. I already... F- oh, yes. <laughs> why? This Becky happened five minutes no ago. no sympathy because like, I understand why, but... I'm a heartless human being. I just found my first gray hair. <laughs> and RIP me because I'm dying. I'm already dead. Yes. I am 100 years old. I honestly, old. I called the coffin store right away. <laughs> coffin store. <laughs> Coffo- coffins are us. Coffin plus. <laughs> Co- yeah, coffins are us. Yeah, uh, I, I had no sympathy. I, I should have reacted like a better friend. I do, I do <laughs> no, apologize. <laughs> but she she was like, oh my God, I found my first gray hair. And I was just like, about fucking time. <laughs> like, like the old lady that I am with my 800 gray hairs. No, you reacted like every good friend would and be like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get it's the fuck one. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, I don't, I, I'm honestly curious what you were thinking when I was like in the bathroom and I'm shouting out to you, Becky! Well, you said it so sincerely and then like paused for a while and I was like, I did not sign up to wipe an ass today and I'm so not ready. <laughs> I was thinking. just like, she needs help. Like something's going on in there. No one calls you from the bathroom without it being a bathroom emergency. That's <laughs> like, true. That's true. The only times I've ever been called into bathrooms like that is like at my old job where like I literally would have to go in and clean somebody. So yeah, it's like, no, fair enough. So I was That's just like, true. oh, great. I do not get paid enough for that. <laughs> yeah no it's just it just yeah. happened to have the best lighting so that's yeah. where it popped out that's it sh- it, it was shining <laughs> it was shining through. it was singing it was like oh yeah <laughs> like yeah. i come out i was like it was glistening at me <laughs> i like for the record everybody i could barely see it so <laughs> she's fine she's fine she'll survive she'll survive it's just a little baby one it's just a short one yeah just pull it out okay i don't know see my mom used to like <laughs> used to make me pluck her gray hairs out or whatever like with tweezers and now shit that's just one and, hair left like, and, <laughs> and someone told me that if you take i don't know if this is one of those old wives oh, okay. tales where Let's it's like it. if you Let's pluck one then like three grow back no, or something like that. that can't scientifically be accurate are you sure i don't know that's, that's why I, that's why i said that can't be because i'm not saying it isn't oh oh it can't like be. in my world that can't be true <laughs> <laughs> and like it is my world y'all are just living in. well it's that's it's true it is true, it's true. you're like it's true, it's true. no I, I just can't believe that i mean it sounds ridiculous to me but and the same with the whole like saying of like oh once you start shaving it grows back thicker and stronger than ever before i i think there's truth to that i think there though, is truth there? to that one but like also i don't know i remember one time in high school someone i can't remember who i was talking to but i, I i've always had like arm hair you you see it currently 
I got, I've got hairy arms. They're blonde. Thank God nobody can tell. Yeah, they're not the hairiest they're, arms. Yeah, they're, have, there's Becky. definitely worse arms out there. Not that arm hair is bad. No, I take that back, not. guys. If you have hairy arms, I still love you. Don't worry. But anyways, I was just like, obviously in high school, you're all like, oh my God, I need to be hairless from the neck down. Otherwise, I'm not a worthless, a worthful human being. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to shave my arms. And someone was like, do not. Like, it's going to come back coarse and black and scratchy. I fucking did it anyways. And it did not grow back coarse and black and scratchy. Did you? Yeah, but how long did you? You don't still shave your arms now? No, do you? no. I because well, I no longer give a shit. <laughs> I did it like twice. Oh, then no. You would have to do it. I would say more than that for sure for it to like have an effect on oh. the way your hair. Grows I also in. shaved it like not against the grain. Okay. So I feel like that helped with it not growing back crazy. Yeah, probably. Because you know, if you're like <laughs> going the other way, yeah. I feel like that's when it's like, ha, ah, you tried to get rid of us. <laughs> We're fucking We're back. back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> so that's enough about our arm hair. It's been like five minutes. <laughs> Just me talking about shaving my arms. Well, I need to stop doing this. I This is no. starting to become a problem. I, I'm noticing that like we come on here and I just like tell like really embarrassing stories about myself that I like don't want anybody knowing. But here I am like pouring it out to the <laughs> Telling world. the world. Yeah. Last time it was me pissing myself. <laughs> People are probably like, she needs help. <laughs> she needs help. Oh my God, I was just telling someone the other day about how you have two parts of the McDonald's triad. <laughs> Like, it's true <laughs> oh yeah wait what's which what what are the two parts now you said the bedwetting and yeah. then the uh starting fires like you oh, were yes. obsessed with yes, fires that, again. That, yeah, yeah 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 not that like not sorry uh yeah. becky didn't like set houses on fire no. or anything like that <laughs> you know what you shouldn't have you shouldn't have clarified i really w- wish people just like went with their own becky was super into arson as a kid <laughs> yeah. it's just like i have a couple of rests under my belt <laughs> I don't. I don't. And I no longer wet the bed. I, I feel like that needs to be clarified. Oh, yes. More than no, no, no. As a kid, as a kid, lots of kids wet the bed. Because you're a kid yes. up until what, 18? <laughs> yes. Legally, yes. Can, can you get my joke? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. No, I didn't wet my bed up until 18. <laughs> it's, it stopped no. earlier than that, but still hilarious whatever i'm just gonna talk to my therapist real soon <laughs> that's okay that's a conversation for another day all right so all right. with all the laugh and, I was laughter say, and happiness over guys it's all downhill from here yeah it's literally just it's not only downhill it's like straight to the depths of hell from here so obviously you've read the title you know what case we're covering yeah i'm gonna just warn everybody now this case gets me like fired up like no other case mm-hmm. like like actually like this, i feel like this for what for whatever reason i like feel this one in my body like mm-hmm. there are parts of it that i'm just like angry at like so many different like silos of like uh, the, I get the judicial you. system the healthcare system like there's I them <laughs> like it's just there's so much that went wrong i know i know <laughs> there's so much that went wrong there's so much that's still wrong about this that like I, I we're starting a petition. I'm like fucking reopening this case because there's just too much. <laughs> yeah. It's also, I mean, as we've mentioned before about leading up to this case, it's very close to home for us. Like we're from London and this was if I'm Scarborough and Niagara. Niagara area, St. Catharines. Yeah. But yeah. But Scarborough as well. Yes. Right? C- yes. For parts of it. For parts yes. of it, yes. Um, so very close to us. Very like central to southwestern ontario obviously mm-hmm. everyone in canada and probably the world knows about this case like it's i feel like it's probably one of those cases that like it's a huge one it's like probably one of the most talked about aside from like ted bundy 
Yeah. Maybe. It's it's big. It's big. Yeah. I've yeah. heard it on a lot of podcasts, but to be honest, every single time I hear it, I realize that I've probably blacked it out of my memory. There's you know what I'm saying? Like every time I hear it, it, it feels like the first time because I I feel like I forced myself to forget some of it. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm, I'm, yeah. And I, yeah, I'm, com- I feel like I'm coming at it with semi fresh ears as far as like, I just, I haven't like re researched anything. I'm just letting you tell okay. me at this point. I'm going to, I'm going to ruin your night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Here, I'm here to fuck your shit. That's why we went out and got a bunch of wine and stuff. Yeah. We and need to drink candy after this. and stuff. And I just found a gray hair. Like yeah. I only need to drink after this. Yeah. F- for sure. This is going to be, been, I've been needing to drink for a while because of doing this because research. Because of the research for this case, Like, Yeah. I, I'm not going to read like the graphic stuff, but like I was telling Haley before we started, like there are parts in like the one like book that I, I, I didn't read all of it because like, again, it's hard. It's hard. To <laughs> it's read. a hard read because as most of you know, or maybe not everybody, there are like tapes that go along with this case that like literally prove everything and mm-hmm. show these crimes in like very detailed accounts. Mm-hmm. And those tapes have been destroyed to honor the victims and kind of like i don't know pay tribute to them that they're gone and no one has to see them anymore mm-hmm. but there is transcripts out there of like everything that was said in these tapes and once it's one of those things like once you read it you can't you unread can't, it yeah you can't unknow it yeah you can't yeah like and again i'm I, i'm one of those people where like I, I can like brush things off especially like crime related like it's we, like we host a true crime podcast yeah. like obviously we're not the most like squirmish people in the world no. or anything like that i talked about a blood smoothie we, guys and yeah. i didn't even i didn't even like <laughs> we, lose my marbles on that we one. research dark shit for a living but um it's well not a living not yeah. like we make a living from this but i mean like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a daily basis and yeah. it's still cases like these i think that yeah hit really deep yeah and like I, there's just like certain things that when you read it in description you're just like oh it hits a little bit differently than like listening to a podcast where mm-hmm. you're like oh they and then this happened and then mm-hmm. oh and then you got stabbed and it's like okay it kind of like paints you a really like descriptive picture so some gross shit happens it's yeah yeah i'm gonna need a drink basically looping back to that alcohol alcohol <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let's just do this. Let's just get through this. Yep. <laughs> if I like talk fast, it's because I'm like trying to get to the end of it. Like I'm warning everybody because I'm just gonna make like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, take a breath, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whew. Let's do let's start we're gonna start with Paul. Okay. Most people start with Carla. Yeah, let's 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 go against the grain, Becky. Let's go. I'm gonna shave against the grain today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> you like that one yeah, <laughs> oh, that was a really like sneaky laugh i just did i'm so sorry everybody <laughs> i was like <laughs> okay <clears throat> so paul bernardo was born on august 27th 1964 in scarborough ontario um anyone who's like not familiar with ontario scarborough is like essentially toronto like it's yeah it's part of the, the greater toronto area yeah, yeah. Um, to parents Marilyn and Kenneth. Paul has a brother, David, and a sister, Debbie. Um, After Marilyn had had Paul's brother and sister, she had begun having an affair with a former boyfriend. Um, This obviously, like, pissed off Kenneth. Kenneth actually didn't have, like, the best upbringing either. Like, he, I think he was in, like, an extremely abusive home from my research. Um, I didn't go too deep into, like, his past because... 
again this would be 700 parts then more than the this is definitely gonna be two parts guys but i don't, I don't think we mentioned that it's definitely at, a two-parter at least two almost certainly gonna be a three-parter yeah probably three probably but three. at the very least two yeah so i mean they'll know that by the title but yeah like i'm hoping one. you guys are able to read <laughs> you never know though you never know never know so i'm gonna say it to you yep more than one part at least mm -hmm. at least more than one <laughs> right yeah 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 <laughs> i know i just confused you i love that you were like oh <laughs> wait what okay <clears throat> so kenneth was actually said to be pretty abusive himself and like not that fucking chill of a human being um he was charged with uh pedophilia child molestation um he had touched a young girl i think multiple but like i think there was just like the one charge on his account right um and he had also sexually assaulted his own daughter. Mm. Yeah. Which, like, the family had kind of, like, known about, from my understanding. Ooh. Yeah. So, Kenneth had kind of just apparently, like, tolerated the affair and never really, like, questioned anything from it. And just kind of, like, remained being his, you know, pretty abusive and shitty human being throughout, like, the entire upbringing. Um, but I guess Paul really admired Kenneth. Um, looked up to him saw him as his dad because at the time that's what he was yeah um which was weird because you know he was really abusive and also like molested children so yeah that's not like sounds a bit stockholm syndrome -y, like yeah like where you're like you yeah i don't know love your like the person who treats yeah. you like shit you know yeah and it's like yeah i don't know i feel like it's just maybe I, I don't i don't know maybe like they did have a good relationship but like i'm pretty sure he was abusive like to paul too which is like oh uh, yeah i guess that's kind of what i was assuming yeah if, when you said he was like abusive in the home i don't know yeah i, 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 I know a lot of it was assuming yeah it was a lot of it was like targeted to like marilyn and like okay. obviously paul's sister um but mm. yeah it's just like either way not someone you like look up to mm. and admire like that's just no no um, there was apparently like some other sexual assaults from Kenneth uh, to like other minors. Um, and I guess Marilyn had been aware of these assaults, like, and kind of like just knew what was going on. But I think she kind of just like buried it down, pretended it wasn't happening and just like kind of tried to just protect her family. Right. And yeah. Do that. And then I guess one night, like an argument had broke out and Paul, when Paul was about like 16 years old, um, like, so Kenneth and Marilyn are like arguing and whatever and then i guess marilyn like trudges upstairs and like just announces to paul that um kenneth actually isn't his birth father and that um his real dad is the man she was like having the affair with oh yeah but instead of being like oh cool i'm not related to that child molesting abusive piece of shit he was angry at his mom mm -hmm. um yeah he, he, he just kind of like started calling her awful names like slut and whore and homewrecker and stuff like that and kind of like took out all of his like youthful rage on her which doesn't really make sense to me but sorry how old how old was he at the time if 16 he... oh, okay i wasn't sure yeah. if you said that or not I, maybe i, I didn't maybe listening. i just blew past that no, i, I could have just been i don't know in your own Haley world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even listening i'm, <laughs> I'm talking about that lamp over there <laughs> could have just missed it but okay he was 16 yeah so, yeah, Paul just, like, goes on being his regular old Paul self. There isn't, like, a lot. I, I could talk more about, like, his youth from 16 to, like, 20, but, like, nothing, like, significant happens. He just 
kind of was like a charismatic, like charming guy. Like he was well liked amongst peers, kind of like your typical, like, I don't know, like outgoing class clown kind of deal is like the vibe I got from like reading accounts of people that like knew him throughout okay. youth. Okay. Um, yeah, like closer to his like adolescence, Paul went on to start working for Amway, which for anyone who doesn't know, Amway is a multi-level marketing company. You know what that means? Pyramid scheme. Yes. <laughs> cop, cop, cop. <laughs> <laughs> they sell health, beauty, and like home care products and stuff like that. Um, Paul had, <laughs> being the sociopath that he is, <laughs> I'm not going to call him a psychopath. He's a sociopath. Okay. That's my diagnosis. Again, okay. I'm not qualified to diagnose people, but that's my diagnosis. Sure. Okay. I'll maybe give my reasons either in part two or part three. I'll do a full diagnosis on yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Because I'm always accurate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a professional, right? <laughs> right. I'm licensed to do this now. <laughs> I am a registered PI in hopes, I guess. In hopes. <laughs> in a hopes. future registered yeah. PI. I'm a future registered PI. <laughs> Imagine if you put that shit in your resume. You're like, oh uh, future doctor, future lawyer. That's future. fucking, I feel like, you know what I feel like? <laughs> do it. Manifest that shit. <laughs> Manifest. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's like how you do it though. You know, you got to just fucking be confident. Put yourself out there. <laughs> No, don't do that. That's like real narcissism shit right there. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so anyways. Yeah. Paul had like really connected <laughs> with the like sales culture that places like Amway and like other pyramid schemes, mm -hmm. you know, push on their people. Mm -hmm. It does take a very specific type of person. I'm not going to start trashing those because no. that's, that's for a whole separate episode because no. <laughs> I have my... It, you know what, actually? If you do want a podcast to listen to that like breaks down multi-level marketing companies and other pyramid schemey type things, go listen to uh, sounds like a cult or oh. yeah or read the book by one of the podcast hosts her name's uh amanda montel i believe and the book is called cultish real good oh okay it's okay yeah she's she's cool she's cool as shit i want to meet her like okay yeah like yeah i gotta listen to this podcast it's good it's good okay yeah it's just like um amanda montel i think she like studies cults and like cult behavior and like that's like her shtick right um and then the other host oh, i can't remember a lot of details about her but i believe she was like part of the whole soul cycle thing and then like obviously like got uh, out of it i think okay. she talks about her experience I, I haven't listened to that episode but like i've just read that that's like kind of how they like met each other and now they talk gotcha. about culty things and <laughs> cool. stuff like that okay. it's really cool check them out yeah so that's that where was I? Amway. Amway. He, you said he was really thriving. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, they use, like, certain, like, selling models and stuff like that. And, I mean, it works sometimes on some people. But, like, it does – oh, what I was saying was is it takes a very specific person to, like, connect with that material and yeah. work well for them. Yeah. You, it, have right, you have to have the right personality to do, do it and to sell it and to do it well. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And Paul had that. He did. He had the personality for it. It worked for him. Do you know? Yeah. I, I, yes. I've heard of Amway and I've heard of like, I, I'm pretty sure there was like a big scandal or whatever with it. But like, what, what was he selling? I don't know. All I've been able to find is that they sell like home healthcare and beauty products. I have no idea what they actually sell. Oh, okay. Okay. I, like, so it's just everything. So it's literally, they just sell everything. Yeah. Okay. Like when you Google like Amazon it. before Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Amway is on. <laughs> I'm going to just pack my shit and leave right now. <laughs> I'm done. I quit. 
okay god okay so he's just selling a bunch of shit yeah and i so what i also don't know because like when you go and read this like i don't know did he have an office was he going door to door like what was he doing like, <laughs> i want to know these are the details i need i don't even i don't even need to know about the crimes anymore because they've already fucked me up too hard i want to know how, what was his amway career like <laughs> you know what he's still alive we could go talk to him let's do it I'm gonna, but only ask him shit about amway <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> he'd be like so insulted because he's such a narcissist yeah i know <laughs> like, i know yeah okay let's move on <laughs> i didn't think this would be the thing that we'd like go on a tangent you about can never predict becky honestly you really can't no because there are certain times where i'm like oh we're gonna talk about this for hours and then we like blow past it like nothing even happened <laughs> yeah so him and his work friends um they would go out and practice the techniques that they were learning through like their Amway training um, on girls that they'd meet in bars and whatnot. And I guess it usually worked out pretty well for them. They were able to like pick up girls and stuff. Um, but this was also about the time that Paul's dark sexual fantasies were starting to really emerge. He was into like more hardcore stuff, which mm -hmm. I say it every time. That's fine. Yeah, of course. To a degree. Yeah. And there needs to be like consent. So I'm not like trashing anybody's like sexual interests here oh if you're God, listening no. and you're like oh i'm into that stuff i don't want to no, be we've like, always said as long as consent from both yeah people or all people involved do like, what you need to do you do whatever you want like there's no judgment <laughs> like, here but, but but when you're paul bernardo fuck right off yeah yeah <laughs> so that's it well yeah when yeah. there's no consent and you're yes. underage then you've got then, some big then it's problems. not just like sexual fantasies you're just a piece of garbage flaming trash yeah yeah okay right. Th that's gonna happen a lot where I just like start saying like something and I'm like, they're just a, fucking piece of shit. Just like yeah. a, just a brief moment of profanities and then she'll <laughs> and right just back like right it. back to normal. Oh, by the way, everyone, I feel like you need to know I had to take my shirt off to <laughs> record this because I'm like so sweaty and so hot because in this case makes me like nervous. For yeah, some no, reason. I get it. I get it. I know I was considering this as well. I was like, should we just record this in our sports bras? Like, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm th that's why my arms keep going like this in case you're wondering. So I'm just like <laughs> some breeze. Fanning her underarms. <laughs> just, I'm I'm just describing it to the listeners because they can't see what you're doing. You're like, my arms go like this. They're gonna be like, They're, like what? Like what? No, let's act like a bird, guys, and then she's <laughs> fanning her and underarms. Then fan. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it, it honestly works. Like it, it does. You just it's not so much a fan, it's a stir. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> this is when the dark sexual fantasies were emerging and he started getting into more hardcore stuff. Again, fine when you're with like a partner you trust and that, everything like that. However, he liked humiliating and beating up the girls he'd date and being super rough with them. And they obviously, I don't think, I don't think anyone's really like down for humiliation. Like, no. again, that's, that no, is something I, I, like, that's- Unless it's in like a role play scenario. I, which I, I do understand which, like, people I, do have that. Where, yeah. Like, and again, that's fine. That's fine. That's but fine. I don't, I don't think anyone's like legitimately He would do it like publicly too. That's fucked. Where it's just like, he would get like a rise out of like putting the women down constantly. So, yeah. So this, he's just kind of a turd. I wrote that here. He's just what a turd. Yeah. That was in my like I literally put that in my notes it like just randomly one like of, one of the descriptions. Honestly, it's probably use. like really nice to say about him. That's like a compliment in comparison to like the thoughts I have. Yeah. So this is like your gentle trigger warning for like the rest of the entire episode because it just gets dark from here. But I'm about to start listing off like his his solo crimes, if you will. Yeah. So this is this is now about the time that he began his serial rapes that the media had titled him or at least at the time the unknown offender as the scarborough rapist 
This so the first rape had occurred on May fourth of nineteen eighty seven. This would have made Paul about twenty three at the time. Um, his first rape happened. Um, he did it to a twenty one year old woman. He had followed this woman home to her parents' house and then attacked her before she could enter the house. The whole attack is like listed as um, ha- um, occurring for more for just over half an hour, closer to an hour, which is a long time long and like i i know it's like rough to hear that and i like the reason why i put that in is because i don't hear that talked about in like i don't think other things like but i feel like these are the things that like need to be talked about especially if we are going to talk about a subject like sexual assault or rape well it says a lot about him as a predator too yes and it it gets longer yeah (laughs) it does so i just the reason why i put these in is not to just like i don't know bring you down even it's not further. for shock value no, no it's no. I, I have this thing and like drew and i talk about it a lot because like i i don't know how to like word it properly without it sounding harsher than it needs to sound but like i don't like throwing the word rape around loosely i find that like we've gotten like as a society like really comfortable with just like using that word for all assaults which is okay Mm-hmm. which is fine but when when there's occurrences like this where it's like a half an hour of just a straight assault when you're about to walk into your home that is like the definition of rape yeah. in my opinion so it, I, no, i'm not like devaluing any other like assaults at all it's just like i feel like there should be like not different words that get yeah. used but like different like levels of yeah. intensity i not again but that takes away people's value of their experience but it's just like when you hear about like something like this happening for cl- closer to an hour, you're like, that's a fucking long time. Just try and go and sit in a room for a lone, a room alone by yourself for an hour. It'll feel like forever. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine for an hour straight, someone's doing something to you without your consent. And it's just like the most violating experience. Yeah. That's why I went on that tangent. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's a, it's, it's when we talk about this in cases all the time, there are sexual assaults that happen all the time, but yes. I understand what you mean like this. Yeah. What he is doing feels different. It it almost feels worse than rape. I don't know how to explain it other than saying that. And that's what I mean by like, it probably sounds harsh, but it just, it, it just feels, feels like, like an extra like a, violation. There's not a word that's like bad enough to describe like what. That's exactly can, yeah. it. There isn't yeah. a word bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Not. Yeah. It's all rapes are awful it's just like i don't know this is what i mean by like when you look into this case and i'm sure there's other cases that are just as awful as this it's just like there's something that extra gut punches you yeah yeah and and this is just the first one one. of them yeah so the second one had occurred on may 14th um 1987 this is just a few days after because the first one was May, May 4th. 4th. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it was only 10 days 10 later. Days. Yeah. Um, he had attacked another woman, and I use the word woman loosely because she's a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. Um, in the backyard of her parents' house, and this time it lasted for over an hour. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, sickening. Like, and and so those two, those two girls, like, didn't get a good look at him, and they just had to, like walk inside after like that's obviously these people will not be named like yeah yeah out of respect but it's just like he just needs to be like burned alive i'm sorry like i know like i just want i feel like i hope every day 
there's just like a prison guard that's just like burning him or something just branding him branding him with like the the word like garbage person or something (laughs) yeah yeah so time had passed on july 27th um of 1987 he had he had attempted his third attack but this chick fought her fucking way out and managed to escape so thank god that she got out clean but she also didn't really get that good of a look at him so far like these girls if they did see anything it was just like very like menial details that they could give police Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure these three did report them Mm -hmm. um yeah, all this time he's still going to work with Am- Amway, doing his normal Paul things, and you know, just outside of that, doing his like vicious attacks. So, it's now roughly about October of nineteen eighty-seven, and Paul is on his way to an Amway conference in Toronto with some work friends. We're just gonna pause here on Paul's timeline and start with Carla now because they're about to meet, and just keep in mind he's already violently raped two young women. And attempted a third one. Mm-hmm. Keep that in the back of your mind because he's already a rapist. So yeah. he's a piece of shit. Um, where was I? Um, but yeah, don't worry. There's more. And I will, when we get back to his timeline, it makes sense. This is why this case took me so long is because there's like 17 different timelines. Yeah, no, Like I there's understand. like him and then her and then them. <laughs> it's yes, just like, yes. <laughs> like there's just so much. So pausing on Paul. Mm-hmm. Carla Leanne Homoka was born on May 4th, 1970. So she's six years younger than Paul, which doesn't really matter. That's not a huge time age gap. Mm -hmm. It gets noted a lot in like a lot of documentaries and books. And like people will like emphasize it to her defense. I don't think that's a good defense. So Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I know you'll tell me. I'm just, I'm thinking about how old she would have been when they met, I guess. But 17 okay 23 for him so like she is still she's a child she's still a teenager yeah 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 Yeah. um but like people i've seen people that are like people use it as like a bigger excuse yeah where they'll be like oh she was controlled and it's like i shut the fuck up (laughs) we'll get to that i'll get there because i get (laughs) fucking fired up i know (laughs) okay she was born in port credit ontario which is like mississauga area closer to toronto kind of in that little like cluster of cities where was where was paul born scarborough okay in scarborough okay yeah i'm born and raised okay um her parents are um carl and dorothy homoka uh carla is the oldest of three siblings uh her younger sister Lori was born in 71 just a year after carla and her youngest sister tammy was born in 75 um the family had like eventually moved to saint Catharines, which for those that aren't familiar i'll just keep saying where these cities are like near yeah (laughs) to help because i know like that helps me out if i'm like listening to like another podcast where they're like oh this small town oh just so you know it was near nashville it's like oh okay now i kind of get it i can orient myself yeah Yeah. (laughs) with like the major cities yeah um yeah so it's near like niagara falls area yeah i'd say what like roughly like a 20 minute half hour drive in between yeah like Mm. yeah it's I'm pretty it's sure often it's like, like on... kind of grouped in with like Niagara. Like it's a yeah. separate place, but it's often sort of like St. Catharines, Niagara area. You exactly. Know? And like I'm pretty sure St. Catharines like also kind of bleeds into like Niagara on the on the lake. Yeah. Which is also technically its own separate little city town if you yeah, will exactly. it is separate. Yeah. I used to think they were the same and then I'd be so confused when people would be like, I know. what do you mean? Like you I'm have like to Niagara drive on the there. Lake. I'm like the 
falls are on the lake yeah and i'm like well, is there something else i'm not knowing about and it took me a long time <laughs> I, mean, I think too. i was like already in like my mid-20s when because i found because when this, we so. were younger like it's all we the didn't same. give a shit about the wineries all the wineries are in niagara on the lake people are like no 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 niagara on the lake and now we get older it's like oh <laughs> niagara on the lake <laughs> i get it it's I different get it. when we were kids all yeah. we cared was clifton hill yeah oh my god yes <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, used to have so much fun there. Like, I know. I the know. best. Niagara oh, I used to a... go to the haunted houses. And by go to them, I mean wait in the lobby. <laughs> my whole family would go in without me. <laughs> well, because like Aww. my parents were like worried I'd piss myself. Well, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> re- I'm, reasonable. I'm pretty sure one of the lobbies did make me piss myself. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Let's continue. Okay. I know that there's probably like an American listener that's probably like, oh, that does make a lot of sense because I've heard that too about like the Niagara on the Lake thing. Yeah. And they're probably like, wow. <laughs> I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope so. we if just any, made somebody's If that solved day. anything for anybody, well, you're welcome. Yeah. You can just stop it here. <laughs> okay. There's like mixed info on Carla's upbringing. So. Okay. Like there's... Uh, I, I don't want to say it was like a bad upbringing, but I know like some people that had like fantastic lives might listen to that and be like, oh, that's not, that's a horrible upbringing. But then it also like kind of sounds a little regular for okay. like a family that isn't like super strong. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just like your regular, like, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I only just know bad families. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But so, yeah, to my knowledge, there wasn't anything that I was just like, whoa, like, okay. Yeah. Um, where am I now? So, with her having kind of, in my opinion, like a lukewarm upbringing, this is what makes me think she's a psychopath. Okay. Fair enough. She fits the bill okay. entirely. Again, I will, I'll do my diagnosis. Oh, yeah, yeah, later. yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, let me just skip that part. So, yeah, she did grow up in what was, like, quoted to be, like, a nice regular family by onlookers. Like, people, like, in documentaries and stuff will come forward and be like, yeah, they seem like your nice family next door. Like, mm-hmm. nothing like that. But, again, everyone, like, has their secrets. So, I don't know. There are reports that, like, um, Carl wasn't, like, necessarily, like, the greatest father ever like i guess he like yelled a lot and like screamed at the family and like the sisters would like go and like hide in their room when the parents were arguing which like that's what i mean by like it sounds pretty regular like parents fight like yeah that's that always seemed you know yeah that part when i was reading into that i was just like okay well like were they regular or were they like an abusive family because like i'm getting like mixed yeah stories here but uh yeah the there are ones that like claim that Carl was pretty like verbally abusive, but yeah. Um, one account claims that uh, Carl had an affair. This is like a big story. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't want this to be like me stating this as fact when I'm not sure if it's fact. Yeah, fair enough. Because this is like one of those things where it's just like, huh, if this is true, that's fucked. At least in my opinion. So this account claims that um, Carl had an affair and Dorothy's way of dealing with this affair was to suggest having a threesome with the other woman. And then I put insert long ass weird pause here. Oh, I that's, that's, that's sad. 
Like if that did happen. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by like, I don't know. And yeah, I don't want to okay. say that concretely because like. To me, if that did happen, that says that this is a woman who desperately wants to save her marriage and is like, I'll do anything. Let's do that. Understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but you're right. I mean, we have no way of knowing if that's true or not. Yeah. So, cause like I've, I've seen a lot of documentaries. I've read a lot of accounts. Like mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen it come up, but like the documentaries I've seen, like it just it doesn't come up elsewhere so it's like i don't know maybe maybe it is one of those things that this family does want to bury because like they don't need to have that along with their daughter being a flaming piece of actual human shit yeah i know what you mean as far as like sometimes documentaries you feel like like i said with the the roland doe one where like, are they putting this in just for entertainment value yeah because i haven't been able to find this anywhere else exactly so hard to say yeah but that's the thing is like i feel like some of these like documentaries don't put that in maybe because like the homokas have been through enough Mm -hmm. like the family not carla fuck her she can literally she (laughs) can eat the shit that comes out of my ass she hasn't been through enough actually no she literally has not so but like her her family like i don't think they deserve to have like that story whether it's true or not be like oh they fucked her up you know what i mean because like i don't think they did like doesn't sound like like it so far this is why in my in my opinion like i don't sometimes yeah like ed kemper i don't want to say his mom caused it but like definitely, definitely played a fucking, fucking hand <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, definitely played a role like parents absolutely fa- family matters yes <laughs> it, it makes a difference Environment it doesn't necessarily turn you into a murdering piece of shit but it it it's a factor it, it helps the process along a bit yeah i can yeah. give it that gentle push but like again i don't want this to be a case where we're like let's blame the parents because i don't think this is the parents fault here no no yeah wholeheartedly so that's why i was just like i don't know i feel weird talking about this not when there were parents out there like fucking gertrude i mean these people sound like saints. thank you exactly yeah. thanks <laughs> so if like the worst thing her parents did was have a really weird threesome honestly fuck it fuck it do do what you gotta do dorothy yeah but also on like the child aspect if she knew about that at the time when it was happening could definitely be a factor that i don't know plays a role in her like jealousy which we'll come to see between paul and other women okay and what ends up happening Mm -hmm. so again not their fault at all but like if if this is information that she knew as a child it might have had more of an impact yeah, on her. Yeah, it would definitely affect you, for sure. I'm not saying yeah. that. Like, I mean, yeah, it would definitely be something. Yeah. It, I, it, I, can't, I think we can all agree we would never want to know about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know? oh, my God. I literally, like, like <laughs> feel like I almost just, like, threw up. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it would it would fuck anybody up to some extent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are just, like, so fucked up. I'm, like, borderline crying. Like, yeah no nobody no one even wants to think about their parents let alone like add in other bodies just like get me the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) i'm out okay so let's move on from that i'm sweating harder now (laughs) and we haven't even like gotten to like i know we haven't even gotten into this yet but (laughs) oh okay so they're just chilling in saint Catharines, going about their homoka family business carla had her first part-time job while she was like still in school at a, a local pet store and then after that, like a little while after that, she had started working at a veterinary clinic as a vet assistant. I'm gonna, I am gonna—I didn't put this in my notes, but like I, I didn't read anywhere that she like went to any kind of like um, post-secondary education for – But maybe in the but 80s maybe you didn't have were, to though. Maybe. 
yeah i should have looked into that but like just i'm just thinking about even like in my field where like i went i did a postgraduate program to be like a speech pathologist assistant but that's only been a program for like 12 years yeah you know what i'm saying like before that you would just get a job as a therapy assistant and like and then just like learn do that yeah you just learn on the job (laughs) so i'm wondering if maybe a vet assistant you just there wasn't like a designated program or profession yeah you might be right yeah i just i like thought it was like shocking at first because they like handle medication and stuff like that and like oh yeah like veterinary assistants like I, I know currently like do a lot like a lot, borderline yeah. they, like I don't want to say they do more than the vets they definitely don't but like they they do a lot like yes. they're there during like surgeries and stuff like that like yeah, it's a very intense job it is yeah it's very intense so th- yeah when I read that I was just like okay but like is she qualified <laughs> probably <laughs> not like, I'm pretty sure working at PetSmart doesn't equal to <laughs> like yeah. yeah I don't know I don't know it wasn't PetSmart she worked at by the way that was just me saying that but <laughs> She did apparently have a serious love for animals and wanted to be a vet herself one day. So there's a documentary. If you watch, if you want to watch it, it's on Discovery Plus. I can't remember the title. I think it's called like The Ken and Barbie Killers or something like that. Um, And it's basically just like all of like Paul's videotapes sans graphic stuff. Okay. So it's like all the like home videos, some of like the Homolka family home videos, like most of that. And then like obviously like interviews from like people Mm -hmm. that knew them. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like a lot of videos of her playing with like her dog and like other pets in it. And like you can see she does have like care and concern for animals. Mm -hmm. And this is also something that like has me put her under the psychopathy category rather than like sociopath. Mm -hmm because she does show empathy it's just like very different than like you and i okay and it's it feels almost as though it's only directed to animals Hmm. if that makes any sense okay so she is very kind and like gentle with them like when you watch it it's just like oh that's just a regular girl Mm -hmm. playing with a dog Mm -hmm. like it looks very simple and sincere so i just figured i'd scooch that in there um yep so she she actually wanted to like be a vet herself one day there's this story in the book that I, I mentioned earlier. I don't know if I said the name, but it's called Lethal Marriage by Nick Prawn. Don't read it unless you like throwing up every other page because it's okay. very fucking graphic. I like, would imagine so. There are some things I can't get out of my head ever again. And yeah. But anyway, so the story um, is about a, a friend of uh, Carla's dog that I guess it, um, was like a pretty nasty dog to like literally anyone who came into contact with with this dog we all know that one dog yeah yeah that's just like whoa chill out like you're fine <laughs> like you don't need to be attacking everybody you're thinking of a dog yeah. right now like you know what i mean like everyone listening to this is like okay i have a friend and their dog just like bites me every time i go over it's a piece of shit but because it's a cute dog you just you let it do its thing it yeah. barks at you you kind of hate it but you know what i mean but i guess whenever carlo was around he never barked or showed any aggression and actually like let her pet him and play with him Okay. And people were like shocked. Just like shocked. Okay. That oh, Carla's here and the dog isn't like trying to rip her face off. So it's just I don't know, it was like heavily emphasized that she was like really great with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Sure. She can have that one. That's it. She's allowed to have that. That's okay. the only compliment. That's it. That's it. From here on out, fuck her. Bag of trash. Oh, worse than a bag of trash. Claiming- bag of shit yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's probably something worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting warmed up. You just Yeah. You got to just warm it up. <laughs> can you tell we just hate her? <laughs> she can choke on her own shit. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> but one weekend, two of Carla's co-workers were headed into the city, Toronto, because they were in St. Catharines area, mm-hmm. um, for a veterinary conference. And they decided to invite like the two younger of their colleagues, which was Carla and another girl. Um the one girl who worked with Carla speaks out in the documentary um, that I was just talking about on Discovery Plus. She's actually in basically the entire thing. Okay. She was one of the women that like went on this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but her and another woman like had stayed in a separate room. Um, and like those two women, they had decided like, oh, like let's let Carla and the other young girl who is unnamed. Mm-hmm. She's just unnamed because I, I think something – I think she ends up being some – one that something happens to and is okay. referred to as Jane Doe forward on. But anyway, so they were like, okay, let's let Carla and the other girl have like their own room, like some privacy. They, they're young. They want to have a good time. Like they're sure. here for this yeah. conference, but they're also in Toronto and they probably want to party and stuff. Sounds like a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Going away for the weekend to like the big city with like your, your girlfriends. It, yeah. It does sound like a good time. So Carla had told her childhood friend, Renya, that she was going to Toronto and emphasized that she was going there and she was going to party and whatnot and do like all the fun stuff like after the conference was done. And I guess Renya had expressed some concern because Scarborough, like Scarborough and the surrounding area had currently had a manhunt going on for the Scarborough rapist. Yes. He wasn't titled the Scarborough rapist yet at that point, but there was a man that was out just raping women or attempting to rape women mm-hmm. at this time. Um yeah, he was just attacking girls in the middle, like in the middle of the night, sometimes closer to broad daylight, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like fleeing before the victims could get a good look at him. So Renya was like concerned and like wary about the trip and was just like, just be careful. Like, mm-hmm. just be cautious. Like, yeah, maybe go in pairs. Like, just be careful. Like, she was a good friend. Um, everything I had read about this, like Renya woman from the book, like this is like one of her like childhood friends. Sounds like she should have stayed in Carla's life because she sounds like a really positive, like, influence. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. So the one night Carla and the other girl that she was sharing the room with were staying up late and they got, like, hungry and they were like, let's go down to the hotel lobby. And just, like, go because there's, like, a little restaurant down there. We'll just get some food. Like, there's, like, a little bar area and we'll just eat. Little did she know things would change forever. So it was October 17th, 1987. Carla was 17. Paul was 23. Paul and his friend happened to be at that exact same hotel where Carla and her friend were staying. And they had met in that hotel restaurant where Carla and her friend just went downstairs to eat. Okay. All accounts claim that like they had hit it off instantly. I guess Paul and his friend had like approached the two girls and Mm. just kind of like sat down and started chatting them up. Sounds nice, right? Getting hit on by two relatively decent looking strangers and yeah. having a good time sure so i guess yeah they hit it off instantly and things uh, from all accounts say it immediately got sexual <laughs> i kind of okay. laughed when i saw the word immediately used in like every single like thing because it's just like okay. how are things immediately like let's fuck right now <laughs> we're doing this but i guess only paul and carla can do that because yeah. they're fucking wild yeah some people yeah I, I, I don't think i've ever immediately no i don't sexual. think anything's ever immediately no gotten, <laughs> things have immediately <laughs> gotten awkward but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never immediately gotten sexual i've immediately <laughs> embarrassed myself before <laughs> like, 
I have spilled a drink immediately. Immediately. <laughs> oh, but so apparently <laughs> this is just oh god so they had apparently all gone up to the like hotel room everything kind of just emphasized that it was like all of them <laughs> so like that's why okay. i was just like okay so like what about the immediately got sexual part <laughs> because like i wouldn't be like hey let's all go up to this hotel room so that you guys can just basically watch us like fuck all night because that's so weird yeah i don't know to each their own right but yeah apparently like that's what happened i don't know i really hope the like two friends just like left because so like too. I would that's just like not cool please yeah that's literally like that's the the train of yeah like accounts it immediately got sexual and all four of them went up to the room yeah oh my god yeah okay but like nothing Uh, talks about like the two friends being sexual it was just kind of like Paul and Carla got immediately sexual okay I'm picturing like I'm I'm picturing like in movies when you just like the camera pans over and two people are just like violently making out. Yeah, like and then the other people are just like sitting there, like like, oh, uh, they're like yeah. So so. the weather, (laughs) this is really uncomfortable. (laughs) But so we don't know what happened with those two friends. Gotcha. I'm just gonna add them to like the victims list because God, I would not want to be in that room to watch that. That's (sighs) fucking traumatizing. So from that point on. They were kind of in this, like, really heated, infatuation-filled love fest with one another. Um, Paul was still living in Scarborough and would just drive the two hours, like, really often to spend time with Carla as their relationship flourished and got more serious. Over uh, Over time, Paul was, like, introduced to her family, and they all claimed like that they just loved him mm-hmm. like right off the bat he was charming and just overall like a really wonderful guy for carla to be with he was all charismatic and stuff when you watch like the home videos and stuff of like the good stuff if you take out all the murders they seemed like an okay couple i'm you sure know? they did i'm like, sure they did yeah yeah so that's why like i think like i don't there's no blame to like the family for like not noticing no. anything because like on his account, there wouldn't have been anything really to notice because he seemed very normal in these videos. Like, he mm-hmm. appeared regular. Like Yeah, a lot of people who are sociopaths, sociopaths or psychopaths do. are very able yeah. to put it on for other people. Yeah, but maybe maybe I'll leave that for part three because I was going to say, like, when you see, like, these videos of them being normal, like, everyone's always like, oh, they're so normal. And it's like, I could see it with Paul. I could see Paul pulling the wool over my eyes. Okay. But there is something about Carla's eyes that are dead as fuck like i feel like if i didn't even know her crimes if i met her i would walk away being like there's something off about that woman mm-hmm. i don't know okay. what it is like i sure. haven't seen these so like i'm I, yeah i have yeah. no but yeah definitely obviously obviously we know what's happened so it's like there's like that bias looking at it anyways but there's just something about her eyes <laughs> like i i don't know what it is it's just no, like when you enough. look at it it's just like no, there's no life in there. Like, that's just, like, an empty black hole to, like, a different realm. Like, ugh, yeah. So I could see why Paul could w- pull the wool over people's eyes for sure. Because it's like, okay, yeah. yeah. He's, like, fucking dorky and, like, cringy to watch. Because yeah. he's just, like, a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I could see why I would just be like, oh, he seems normal. Like, yeah. I could see. Yeah, but for sure. He just, Yeah. Yeah. So don't forget, we're still on a timeline here, though. And keep in mind now, he's like keeping up this Amway job, holding a steady relationship with Carla in another city, and also still attacking literally dozens of women all before the murders begin. Yeah. So now we're at December 16th, 1987. 
in Scarborough. He's, he's home. Mm-hmm. Paul had attacked his fourth victim. During this attack, Paul had violently raped a 17-year-old. He had used a knife. He had used a knife previously just to threaten the mm-hmm. women, um, but he was becoming more comfortable with actually, like, cutting them a little bit. Oh. And, like, yeah, torturing them in that sense, like, poking and slicing and stuff. Um, so he got way more comfortable with using objects to harm mm-hmm. going forward. So he is increasing Mm-hmm. His, yeah, he's escalating yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely getting getting worse. Yeah. Um going forward, there's a lot here. So I what I'm gonna do is, and this is obviously, I know this won't do justice to these victims, which I apologize for, but I'm just going to name them because there's like so many that like we gotta just mm-hmm. plow through this like list of awful occurrences. But it's just like going through this list, I'll give you like just like a little bit of a inkling of like what an actual bag of shit he is so we just talked about the december 16th one time had passed and now we're at april 18th and this is where things start kind of banging out a little faster april 18th 1988 paul had attacked another 17 year old this is his fifth assault this one lasted 45 minutes may 25th 1988 paul was nearly caught by like metro toronto police like an investigator because they had been so like vigilant and looking Mm -hmm. for him um they knew that like the some of the previous victims had been like followed home from like a bus shelter type situation so like the investigator was like scoping those out like i think Mm -hmm. there was a few planted yeah um so this investigator had actually noticed him hiding under like a, a tree just off to the side and then just like started chasing him but paul got away Oh, wow. So that was like a really, really close. Like, fuck, if he just like. Mm-hmm. I know. I if know. he somehow just like became Always. Usain Bolt and caught what him. What if? Yeah. Of I know. Course. But again, it's like, it's not the investigator's fault. I, no. I feel like that guy was probably fucking pedal to the metal because mm-hmm. like you're thinking like, there he is. I'm finding the Scarborough rapist. Like, yeah. So that was what? May 25th. Just five days later then. May. Five days, five six seven yeah may 30th i don't know why for a second i was like that's not five days my brain was just like it's not five days later may 30th take a breath (laughs) it's five Uh, days you got it five days i got it i had to do that math your math checked out it did i got worried okay (laughs) this is what happens you second guess yourself i know i know (laughs) okay may 30th paul had committed his sixth rape so it's literally five days yeah after almost being caught it's a I really feel short like, cooling off period especially after almost being caught because usually it's the like thing. they're almost caught and then the cooling off period months. is like a long time months yeah. maybe weeks mm-hmm. but i feel like yeah if i'm like out assaulting people like and it, just five days go by beg, that was too close that yeah. was too close i just can't risk it but again paul goes on to be like overly confident mm-hmm. in his i don't know abilities if you can even call it that so this time it happened in Clarkson, which is like, I don't know, 30 kilometers southwest of Scarborough, roughly. Okay. It's in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Um, this attack was against um, an 18-year-old and lasted 30 minutes. These are all children. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't, I, I know we've said it in other episodes where we like talked about like, what is a child? But like, and and to me anything under 20 you're a kid like i don't not that you're like a child you're a baby but it's just like when you're being assaulted by someone like older than you you're a kid like yeah, that's you're yeah, a helpless oh, sure. innocent human being no matter what so this is just like all horrific like fuck this guy 
So some time had cooled off. It's now October. He had attempted a seventh rape in Scarborough. His intended victim fought him off, but he actually like had inflicted like two stab wounds to her, mm. her thigh and her buttock, which resulted in 12 stitches. Um, I, I think this is the girl that got a good look at him though. No, that's, that's coming up. That's coming up. My apologies. I got them coming up. Okay. So then now it's November 16th, just like about a month later, he had now committed his seventh rape against another 18 year old in the backyard of her parents' house. This is like a trend for him. Like it's, these girls are like almost home and it's just like, oh, like just fuck you. Like mm-hmm. let, just let them go inside. I just know. like, let them I go know. the fuck inside, please. Like <laughs> angry. November 17th, this is like the day after that, um, the Metro Police formed a special task force dedicated to capturing him. Mm -hmm. So like they were already investigating, but like now they have a task force, which is good because now more hands are on deck. It usually involves different like locations of like police units. I don't, Mm -hmm. I should probably look into that more, but I know like once there's a task force formed, it usually like uses more resources and becomes more of a priority. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was also like a lot of like media attention. So like yeah, media I, was I heard about that. really yeah. like, you need to get this motherfucker. Yeah. So on December 27th, again, like just over a month later, a couple days after Christmas in 1988, um, there was like a neighbor that had chased uh, Paul off after he had begun to, like his attempted eighth rapes. So I think he was like trying to like break in okay. to a woman's window. Um. On June 20th, 1989, so again, another reasonable cooling off period because he is getting like almost caught a few times. Like he is starting to take those cooling off periods, but he keeps trying. So it's like, man. That's the narcissism fighting. (laughs) That is, yeah, Yeah. that really is him thinking like, well, I haven't been caught, so. I must be really good at this. I must be so good. But it's like, yeah, "Yeah, but you're almost being caught. like, are you really though? Oh, yeah, from an (laughs) outside perspective, but definitely him almost getting caught and getting away with it multiple times is feeding his ego for sure. Yeah. So he had attempted to rape another young woman. Her age is unknown. Um, She fought against him like really hard and her screams had like actually alerted neighbors. So Paul just like fled and had scratches on his face after Um, because I think she got in like a few good fucking smacks awesome Good for her. badass bitch these mm-hmm. are all badass women in my opinion for just like plowing through and like reporting it and yeah that takes like a whole separate like mm-hmm. yeah fuck august 15th he had committed his eighth rape against a 22 year old woman he had stalked her like the previous night from outside the window of her apartment and await just waited for her to come home um i don't even want to say this part but it's in my notes. This um, uh, this attack lasted two hours. Oh my god! That's just like how how uh, like uh, I yeah I don't this I know. this woman like I don't like how do you how do you come out of this and be able to go and tell your story? Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole other world of like she's got balls. She mm-hmm. has the world's biggest balls. Like. Mm-hmm. Eh. He makes me angry. I know. I know, like, Becky. I know. It's just like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I'm not done. I'm not done. I know. That's that's the thing. It's like, I'm just, I'm not done. There's, there's so do you, much. Do you have anything in your notes about the mayor of Toronto around <sighs> the time? No. 
Oh, okay. I just didn't want to jump in if you were like, I'm getting to that or anything no. like that. <laughs> Let's so go. when I was listening to a podcast about this case okay. a long time ago, this is one of the things, this is what I said, like I blocked a lot of things out, but <laughs> this is one of the things I never forgot because it's so infuriating. So in the midst of all of this happening, I don't know if when we said about Scarborough being part of the GTA, it might've been, does Scarborough have its own mayor? I actually am not sure I can check. If it if it does, then it was the mayor of Scarborough. If not, then it was the mayor of Toronto. It was the mayor of whoever basically is people were, one of the mayors. would have been calling on during this time to be like, make a statement. We need to yeah, something needs to be done, right? And like you said, the police force made a task force mm-hmm. and everything. The public was very worried about this. Um, and I guess the mayor made a statement about uh this could have been before the task force, I don't know. Just about like Is this gonna make me angry? yes okay go on so angry because uh we know about a lot of these girls were like getting off the bus and walking home at night and stuff like that right um and i think that people had been calling on the mayor to do something about maybe adjusting bus routes or something like that and he basically said if you're a young woman and you're going to be walking home and all hours of the night then bad things are probably going to happen to you oh perfect and that's what he said and people were infuriated and what happened was a lot of the uh ttc bus drivers started taking it upon themselves to drop girls off at their house oh like if they if you were on the bus alone at night or there was a couple of girls or whatever and it's like those hours of the night where like the bus isn't full and they're like this is the bus stop where do you live i'll take you to your house i had that happen to me one time one time this was ages ago in high school when I was living with my dad and I like took the bus home. My bus route after work was literally an hour and a half. And it, I can't remember the route number, but it ends on Kipps Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a, not a very it's, good area of London. It's yeah, probably, like, I think it's better now. It, it might be, but for a long time it was like one of the it worst It just was deemed like a really bad yeah. area. Like, and it ends there. And I, I think my walk was probably like, it wasn't a far walk, but from like the end of the route mm-hmm. to my front door would have been at most 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, so not, not a long walk mm-hmm. in broad daylight. Oh, no fucking problem. But it was like, probably like 11 or something. Cause I had taken like the very last bus home. And so what happens is that bus continues and then turns left onto Huron and my my apartment was on Huron Mm -hmm. and and like I just remember like going to get off and the guy was like which way are you going on Huron left or right and I was like oh left and he was just like can you like point me into like the general area and I was like it's that building like I can see it it's just there Mm -hmm. and he was like I have to turn that way to get back to the station anyways would you just like me to drop you off there yeah. And I was like, can you please? Because I usually just run. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. And and sorry, but like being a woman alone at night. Yeah. Oh, in I an must area, have been like even 15. if it's a nice area, like it doesn't matter. It like doesn't matter. sometimes you're just you have that pep yeah. in your step because you're like, I just want to get home because of it's, stories like this. And that's the thing. And and I that's why I just wanted to make sure if you didn't have that in your note, I Thank just you wanted because to, I didn't. Because I heard that and I was like, that's just sometimes bus drivers are fucking heroes and yeah. like oh that yeah made me whoever that mayor was and i wish i had his name like you're a piece of shit i'll like, find honestly, it for part such two. a dick like for even making that statement let That's alone even victim blaming and just yeah. like come oh, it's your off. fault like some of these girls were working yeah. and shit have to having to take the bus home like even it, if you're out partying yeah. it doesn't fucking matter you do not you should not have to walk home 
and be fear for your life fear for your life nobody should nobody should no what no matter what gender race anything no one should doesn't matter so when i heard that i was so infuriated and when i heard what the bus drivers did i was just like so that made me so happy to hear that some of them were like fuck this guy yeah this is our city and someone is instilling fear eight women are raped and like multiple attempted yeah we're gonna do everything (laughs) we can to prevent it from happening to the, anybody this else. woman standing right in front of me yeah. you know so who just needs to get home safely like yeah. that's it so just like respect for a lot of those bus drivers but like oh fuck that makes me so angry I know. oh my god i know i'm really glad you put that in because because it, it was around this time when like yes. the panic the hysteria though like yes worry, the, the like, like communities were worried so the community was like outraged yeah like yes. everyone was just like furious this fucking this fuckhead yeah fuck oh what a I'm going to find his name. I'm going to name that person in yeah. part two. We're going to do that because that you don't get to just like go on the rest of your life. And I know. I know. No, no, Mm-mm, that's not okay with yeah. me. So that'll happen in part two. <laughs> We're going to do some searching while we eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. So November 21st, this is just, let's see how many days. Oh, so August 15th was the last one. The one that I was talking about with it being two hours and just awful awful yeah um so now it's november 21st 1989 he had committed his ninth rape this again my stomach is going to turn against a 15 year old whom he had seen in a bus shelter Mm -hmm. this attack lasted 45 minutes no 15 year old should have to fucking deal with that december 22nd 1989 he had committed his 10th rape against a 19 year old This attack occurred in a stairwell of an underground parking lot and was about 30 minutes. Mm. Like, May 26th, he had committed his 11th rape and this one had lasted over an hour. This 19-year-old victim, she had a very, very vivid recollection of her attacker. She went straight to the police and they were able to come up with a computer composite like sketch okay. of him, which was then released two days later by police and published in like the Toronto and area newspapers, everything like news, all of it. Like it was out. Um, you can see the composite sketch by just like obviously Googling it. They talk about it a lot in the documentary that I watched and it does look a lot like Paul. Yeah. It does look like your average like blonde generic male like it does but when you do put it up next to his face it's just like that's him yeah 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 for sure i've seen it yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. maybe we'll share that i might post that on instagram yeah yeah definitely for anyone yeah who hasn't seen it or whatever or just like doesn't feel like searching i'm gonna put it Mm -hmm. out there so just in july 1990 this was yeah just two months after receiving like tips um multiple people like i think three um actually gave his name saying you should interview paul really yeah wow yeah i'd be curious to know who it was i've got their names oh like you you know the relationship to him yes oh okay yeah um i can pull that up i didn't put it in my notes but i do have it open right here hang on just give me one second let me find this real quick (laughs) (laughs) it's here here we go those are some good instincts. Okay, so the first had been called in by a bank employee. I, their name is not there, so I, I think it was just somebody who he had come in, 
had like and a they regular were like, uh, they were like, that looks like a guy because yeah. sometimes i see sketches or whatever and i'm like oh okay and then i just go on my way and i just don't ever think that i would clue into that and you, you don't know? think so, to look for them no that's the th- that's yeah. the thing with these sketches is like i was thinking about this too like you see it yeah and you see their face but you don't then sit there and scan through the people you personally know that might look like them i i never do no you know what I mean? But even if I was like, but like a bank employee, like I wouldn't be like, oh, like I'm just serving customers all day and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I'm oh, just, that person comes in and they look like the sketch that I saw on the news like eight days ago. I just wouldn't make that connection. Cause, cause then, so good for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it's good, but it's also like terrifying because then if you like identify the wrong person, right? Like, sure. So it's just yes. like, oh, yeah, it's like sure. such a weird pressure of like, do they look like them or am I just convincing well, that's myself? what I would be and afraid that's, like, of. that's the internal dilemma I would have. So yeah, the first one was um, a bank employee. The second call was from uh, Tina Smyrnas, which is the wife of the like Smyrnas brothers who were like among Paul's closest friends. Okay. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I want to say his name's Val or Vad. I can't remember. Smyrnas. I'm going to have to double check this because I didn't really include him in the story, but I'm pretty sure he is one of the friends that was there when he met Carla. Okay. So they do have a close connection. Um, So it was the wife of one of the brothers. Anyways. um, So I guess he had been called in on previous rape investigations and that's why she was calling in. Okay. And then um, they ended up talking to Alex Smyrnas, which was like one of the brothers that was friends with him. Okay. And I guess he just like got really like awkward about it and then like started talking about like, oh, yeah, like Paul's like into like really weird, like rough, like sex and stuff and like talks about it all the time. But I guess because he seemed so nervous, they kind of brushed him off. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. Nope. If someone's nervous, wouldn't that make you more yeah interested uh, uh, so I, I will talk about this because i i cut out that part because i didn't think it was gonna be interesting but then you asked and so now i'm glad you asked okay but, okay. so um so they did after like the three people had called and like gave his name they were like okay that's like more than one so let's call this fucking guy in so they do call him in and um they decided you know we're gonna question him and this happened on november 20th 1990 it lasted for about 35 minutes um he had voluntarily gave samples of his dna so like his semen and hair and stuff for forensic testing pretty fucking ballsy did they not i'm assuming they didn't have any dna from the girls i think they did they did yes okay at the time there was only one I want to say pathologist. I didn't. I don't know what the like tester's name is, but a forensic pathologist that was actually qualified to do that kind of DNA testing and like matching at that time. One. Okay. In Ontario. Yeah. And they're getting like hundreds of samples, and it takes a long time for stuff like that to happen, especially at this time. Like it was just like not mm-hmm. a. Fi- we talk about this all the time. It's it's still not a fine science. Like, no, 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 for sure. So, yeah, I think they did take, like, samples from some of the victims. Like, that's why, like, I think they call them, like, rape kits now yeah, they after do. Yeah. where it's, like, yeah. they do the full sampling. Like Yeah, for sure. I just didn't know if it was, like, yeah. I, so they I, got I, enough of a sample. I believe they got, like, the, I want to say the freshest, most reliable sample from the last victim that came in that had the most vivid, like, facial mm-hmm. description of him. 
So the detectives had asked, like, Paul, like, why do you think you're being investigated for this? And he just said that he, you know, I look like the guy. Like, I, I'm assuming it's because I look like him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they talked to him, and the detectives just concluded that he was a well-educated, well-adjusted young man, couldn't be responsible for the vicious crimes, and that he seemed a little bit more reliable than the Alex guy they spoke to. Okay. The one that was all nervous. Yeah. Yeah. He just seemed more reliable. I'm going to, I think, you know what? I'm going to go with the guy that isn't being questioned for rape as being a little bit more reliable than the possible suspect. Three people called in. Three people. And the guy looks exactly like the composite sketch. And like, I don't know. Wouldn't you expect of someone getting away with this for three fucking years that they would be, that they would seem well adjusted and normal? I feel like I'd still like (laughs) check in, even if I wasn't sure. And I was just like, even yeah. if my gut instinct was like, oh, that can't be the guy, I'd still be like, I'm going to check anyways. I'm going to do some sneaky little pop buys. I'm an, I'm an investigator. I have like, <laughs> you know, the, the like, legal, like legal rights to just like pop by. Yeah. Do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to say yes. I have no idea how many other suspects I they know, were looking at the at time. It's like, I know, yeah, they probably had their plate full and I don't want to be like, oh, fuck you I guys. don't know. Like, it's not like just Paul and that's it. I'm sure they were getting like thousands of tips. Yeah. So I don't know if they were like tailing anybody else or keeping tabs on anybody yeah. else. If they were, Paul probably should have been included in that. Yeah. But he obviously wasn't. So. No. Um, there was one of the the victims, actually. Um, I, I should have wrote this down, but I didn't. One of... Um, like the occurrences, one of the crimes, uh, another man actually got charged with and it like totally fucked his life up. And he served, I think, about 18 months wow. for the crime, which again, if he did do it, I'm sorry, 18 months isn't enough. It's not. A, but yeah. this guy didn't do it. So thank God so it was thank only. God it wasn't, yeah. I mean, but you know what I mean? In hindsight. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. I don't know. So much like misjustice. Mm-hmm. Is that even a word? I don't know. Uh, it is now. It's a word. So, yeah, that's just, that was his, you know, inter-encounter? Inter-counter. I was going to say inter-counter, but it's not inter-counter. It's encounter. I'll just, I'll just go cry into my pillow. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So after this, the sexual assaults in Scarborough had stopped (laughs) because Paul had then, like literally shortly after this, permanently moved (laughs) to St. Catharines okay so they just stopped (laughs) and it's like okay well maybe just like check in on some of the suspects you have because maybe they've moved and maybe there's a reason why they've stopped because he moved maybe you interviewed one of them and then they moved yeah (laughs) maybe maybe like i want to say maybe (laughs) but yes so what would have been his longest cooling off period like how long would it have been before they realized like oh he's gone is what I'm wondering. You know what well, I'm they saying? They talked to him like- in November 1990. And then in 1991, like, I wasn't going to mention this because it kind of brushes over, like, the other crimes that now start in St. Catharines. But there was um, a rape that happened on April 6, 1991 by Paul. Right. Which is his 12th rape, but it was in St. Catharines. Yes. So it wasn't under the same, like, mm-hmm. j- jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And the victim was 14 years old. <sighs> yeah. So, but again, this one happened bright and early in the morning and it wasn't near a bus stop. So, and it's in a different city. So they didn't really like attribute it to him. No, no, no you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. Right. 
But so I'd say like that might have been his longest cooling off period was from like when he was questioned roughly in like November 1990 because like Mm -hmm. I think the last time he had actually like successfully attacked someone was May 26th, 1990. That was the one that like the the woman got like a really clear shot of him and then from there. Which so, like yeah, that, so yeah. It, it, like yeah, I guess I'm just thinking like with the cooling off periods and stuff. Sometimes there wasn't, but it seems like sometimes there was like five, six months maybe mm-hmm. in between. So for that whole time, Scarborough's probably still thinking he's out there. Yes, until maybe like a year goes by, yeah. and you're like, okay, maybe he's maybe gone. he's gone. We'll but see. I feel like even still, it's like you'd always wonder. Oh yeah, for sure. There's some yeah. like serial killers that went dormant, and then yeah, decades later, you get like a letter from them or something, right? Like there's just. It, you know and i or again lots of people do assume that sometimes these people move and then they just have continued on doing what they're doing and like also too like these are just the victims that had like come forward yes i i can imagine because he does later go on to like confess in some of his like interviews that he's had with like investigators once he's been like apprehended because spoiler alert yeah he gets caught thank god that's the best spoiler alert but Mm -hmm. um like he says that like more happened he does say that. He doesn't really, like, narrow down how many more, but, like, I'd say dozens more. Probably. Because those are just the ones that got documented. Yeah. And I, I know we've talked about this before. Like, people who are sexually assaulted don't come forward. Always. No, no more often like, than not, more, they don't. Exactly. Yeah. And you find out that he he threatens them. Like, I will kill you. I know where you live. I'm doing this in your backyard. Like, I... I, I can see your family. Like, mm-hmm. I will come find you if you speak about this. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining there's probably a lot more victims than we, like, know about out of the sheer fact that they were probably just trying to protect their families. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, but we're going to jump back to 1990. The couple got engaged. How romantic. So while all this is happening, he's still just living his fucking normal life on the side. Mm-hmm. And, like... Sorry, wait, they got engaged in 1990. Yes. In what month did you say? December. Oh, okay. Like really quickly. So that was soon after he got pulled in by the police. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly when Carla had found out that he was the Scarborough rapist. That was hard to narrow down, but she does there's, know. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but there's no way, to, there's no way for us to know when when that conversation, that conversation happened no for sure and also carla was into just as kinky shit as him and she probably fucking loved it because she well, t- also turns, had her own turns out she did yeah yeah i mean like it becomes yeah. very obvious which we will get into so now that they're engaged paul was spending a lot more time with the homoka family they again they all really liked him like mm-hmm. really liked him um but what he hadn't told them was that he actually lost his job um it's it, everything I had read was that he was an accountant, but like, was he an accountant with Amway or something changed there? I don't know exactly, but you can't just like be an accountant. No, like, it's a hard job. No, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> it's like, a lot of math. So much math. <laughs> and he's kind of a dumb dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Um. So his new job. Get this. This is gonna be good. Do you want to hear his new job? Yeah. He was smuggling cigarettes across, like, the U.S. border. That was his new job. Oh, no way. Did he tell his new in-laws? I hope so. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to whisk your daughter away and we're going to be drug dealers and smugglers. (laughs) So that was his new job. 
which is like a really good job to have, is doing crime, especially cross countries. Yeah. That's, that's a really good one. Risky. <laughs> that's fucking so risky. Like, <laughs> Paul has the biggest living, ego in the world. Oh my God, does he ever. So he had started to become really obsessed with Tammy, which is um, Carla's youngest sister. Mm-hmm. He, he really enjoyed peeping into her windows and mm-hmm. stuff and doing inappropriate things to himself from outside these windows that he would peep through, which like I'm like going to throw up. Yeah. Carla yeah. helped him. She would break blinds in Tammy's bedroom so that he could have better access to viewing her. Yeah. Yeah. Let that set in for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She would do that for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is weird because when I'm thinking about reading Michael Arntfield's book, mm-hmm. Murder City, where he talks about how offenders who commit crimes outside usually start as like exhibitionists mm-hmm. and offenders who commit crimes inside usually start as like peeping toms. Yeah. But Paul... He's kind of breaking all the rules. Yeah, like outdoors. Mm-hmm. And now he's a peeping Tom. There in, there are notes way. of him or, being and, like, kind of could, a peeper. He could in, have been doing that the whole time. Yeah. But it doesn't go with the pattern of then only committing crimes indoors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's weird. So that's where, in my opinion, enter Carla. Yeah. Because he was very comfortable being an outside attacker mm-hmm. before Carla. Mm-hmm. I... I yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened with Paul if he never met Carla. Yeah. I, I can confidently say he would have continued raping. Oh, yeah. Confidently. Oh, yeah, that, without a question. Yeah. That, and maybe he would have been caught and just been, I don't want to say just been, but... Uh, yeah, I understand what you mean. Maybe not have killed anybody. He would have remained only the title of a rapist, mm-hmm. which is still just as fucking awful. Like, yeah. but... I, I, I don't know why. And again, like, obviously, like, my gut feelings don't determine what the future could have been. And I know that. But, like, I do think, like, he might have just stopped there. I don't think he would have been, like, shy to severely harm these women. Like, he did stab the yeah, one girl. And we know he was escalating. He was. So it's it's definitely it's possible. possible he mm-hmm. could have killed on his own. I don't know how likely that would have happened. I think he would have, I think he was much closer to being caught independently mm-hmm. than him having the opportunity to kill mm-hmm. independently, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. That's my take. So I think enter Carla for a lot more of the dark shit. Yeah. She's the one that brings it indoors. Like, so yeah, she would open the blinds, make it really easy for him to have access to like viewing her and stuff. Carla would role play as Tammy, which this is something that they don't tell you explicitly in the documentary, but a lot of the footage that you see, especially when Carla is wearing like Mickey Mouse ears and stuff, and it looks innocent because they'll just show clips of it, Mm -hmm. of her just like standing in a bedroom and like doing a cute voice and like talking to the camera. That's her pretending to be Tammy. Ew. But they don't tell you that in the documentary, but that is what's happening. That's... They just play it and it's just kind of like yeah. it, it. they leave it up to your imagination. But I'm telling you that when you do watch it, that's why this documentary mm-hmm. like really hit me is because yeah. it's like it, we can talk about these things that happen. But like when you have like the visual proof to go with it, it's yeah. stomach turning. Yeah, because it doesn't happen very often. No, that there's this much like video evidence yeah. of shit. It's like 
it's uncomfortable. Like it's, yeah, it's, but yeah, so she would do that for him there. Then one time in July, um, Paul had taken Tammy like across the border for, you know, one of his work trips. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he was going to get, uh, a beer for, for her so she could party and stuff. And I guess later he had told Carla that, oh, me and Tammy had um, got drunk and we started making out. Okay. So I guess he had come on to Tammy, but that was like the extent of that encounter. He didn't in that moment rape her apparently because like things had gone on as normal between like the family. Mm -hmm. But later on in Paul's testimony, he admits this. That one night after the making out situation, um, the date of this is extremely unknown. I tried finding this, but I just, I couldn't narrow it down. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so I have no idea when this happened in the timeline. But Carla had laced spaghetti sauce with Valium that she had taken from like the veterinary office that she worked at. Um, and then she had served dinner to Tammy, who very quickly obviously lost consciousness and Carla allowed Paul to rape Tammy while Carla watched. So before Tammy could wake up from this, they just kind of cleaned her up. Everybody got dressed and just sat and she just kind of like woke up and they were like, oh, we were just watching a movie and you must have fallen asleep. She had no idea that happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like... This is why, like, for me, like, it's, like, stranger danger isn't a thing. It's kind of just, like, there are people, like, in your life that you should just, like, not trust. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Well, I know. And that's the thing is that we oh. know this, like, statistically, it is someone that you know or yeah. that you're close to. Stranger attacks still happen. Well, They're just Paul was very... out there stranger attacking yes. so many women. Yes. And also attacking people he knew. They're just statistically rare. Yeah. And a lot of the, fam- like, familial ones and close relationship ones are the ones that don't get reported. Yes. It's the ones that, it, yeah. that the stranger attacks that are like newsworthy, right? Yes. Where it's like, oh, there's a predator on the loose. Like everyone be on guard. It's like, yeah. 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 And like too with like that situation where she just like woke up and thought she was watching a movie with her older sister and her cool boyfriend. She had no idea. Yeah. No idea. And that isn't the first time this happens in this. I don't know. What is happening with my hand? Like this whole like case mm-hmm. of issues. So we're going to cover one more thing before we split for part two. Mm-hmm. This, you know what I'm saying that, but it's probably going to end up being a long thing. But anyways, so Carla had then stolen anesthetic um, called halothane from, again, the veterinary clinic that she worked at. And then on December 23rd, 1990, which is Christmas Eve. Carla and Paul had, you know, been like, oh, Tammy, like, why don't you stay up late? Like, we're we're just going to, like, watch some Christmas movies. We're going to have some, like, rum and eggnog. It's going to be so fun. Like, let's just hang out in the basement and hang out, right? And mm-hmm. Tammy was so down because it's Christmas Eve. She wants to hang out with her big sister and have, have a drink. Of course. Because that sounds so fun. Like, how old would she be at this point? 14? She's... I want to say 14 or 15. Yeah. Because they yeah. met in 87 and you said Carla was 17. Mm-hmm. So if this is, you said this is, oh no, this is 1990? Yeah. So then she would be 15? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Tammy was born in 75. Carla would be 20 and... Yes. Yeah. Tammy's five years younger. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm just thinking at 15, of course, you'd want to have a drink with your older sister. It would be the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because like, I even have like memories of like my brother being like, come downstairs and like have a beer Same. with me. Yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's and I'd be sp- like, oh my God, my brother's giving me a beer. <laughs> right? I Like, I remember like the very first time I ever got high, it was with my brother. Yeah. Again, the, I have no horrifying traumatic experiences. Yeah, from the first that. time I did a Jaeger bomb was with my brother. Right? He like literally walked down the into the basement with like a, with a bottle of Jaeger and yes. like an energy drink. And he's like, do you want to do a Jaeger bomb? Do and then I was like, oh, okay. And, and then like, I did yeah. it. And then he just like went upstairs. <laughs> I was like, that was the coolest thing yeah. ever. And like, he probably like went out and partied so hard after. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> All buzzed up and like 14 Ready to and go just nowhere. like watching movies. <laughs> right. Like, so it's just like, it, I don't know. Cause like when I've, I, I just know that like when people listen to this, they're like, how did she not see something suspicious coming? You know? Cause like there will be people that will like, blame the victim constantly of course because yeah. that that does happen so that's why i just like want to point out like how like normal these situations yeah that sounds appear. perfectly normal to me perfectly normal like because then i think about like okay like when i met jade she was 14 you know what i mean mm. so it's like there were so many times where me and drew were like why don't we watch a movie we're gonna do this like jade's first few drinks were with us like we, yeah. we iced her on her like 15th birthday Ooh, <laughs> yeah. linda lost her goddamn mind i have like a video of it it's actually hilarious Absolutely. so it's just like it it makes normal things like this sound horrifying and yeah, it's, it's just like it's, so it's like i don't know i know people will listen to it because like, we oh. know they're monsters but like but that's the thing yeah. it's like but the the yeah the situation itself is not weird yeah mm-hmm. exactly so they had um put halothane into the rum and eggnog which is like really hard on your system it's like intended for animals i'm pretty sure so it's just like very strong chemical so slowly tammy had become unconscious and this is when paul and and carla like undressed her and and then carla had held like a halothane soaked cloth like onto her face i'm gonna say onto and really emphasize that mm-hmm. Because in the documentary, she's like, no, I held it above her face. Like, I just held it near her face to just keep her unconscious. Because, like, Carla tries to, like, play, like, really, like, oh, I wasn't trying to do anything, like, malicious. I was just trying to keep her unconscious. Yeah. Because she's, like, Carla's the victim, right? Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. But, no, she held it onto her face. And there are literally chemical burns that you can see from Tammy's autopsy images that, like, it's i don't know how this wasn't like a red flag immediately but we'll get there so she held it onto her face to just keep her out um the reason why this attack is happening is because carla wanted to give tammy's virginity to paul for christmas because that's a normal gift to give to someone Um, because like, according to Carla, I guess Paul was like really disappointed to not have been Carla's first sexual partner. Um, and yeah, while Tammy's parents slept upstairs, the pair of them filmed themselves as they took turns. They literally took turns raping her in the basement. Slowly, Tammy kind of began to like come to a little bit. She started to vomit and the pair like tried to revive her. But instead, like, they couldn't, so they just called 911. But before they called 911, they hid all of the evidence, cleaned Tammy up, dressed her, moved her upstairs to her bedroom. 
And then a few hours later, Tammy Homoka was pronounced dead at St. Catherine's General Hospital without having regained consciousness at all after that. Oh, my gosh. So Paul and Carla had, like, before calling, let's keep in mind this is, like, the itemized list of all the things they had done. They had vacuumed. They had washed laundry in the middle of the night. They had cleaned everything. And despite there being an obvious chemical burn... Which, like, I'll show you and maybe we'll share it after or maybe just go look for it yourself. It's not, like, a image I want to share on yeah, an Instagram yeah. feed. Like, it, it was so obvious that, mm-hmm. like, I would – I, someone who's not, like, an educated paramedic, obviously would walk into that and be like, that's not normal. What's going on there? Something yeah. fishy's happening. So this is why I get, like, upset with, like, the different, like, silos of, like, yeah. care that, like, was mishandled because, like, something could have happened right there and they could have been, like, you two, let's fucking talk to you. You guys called. What's going on with her face? Mm-hmm. Because that's not right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, despite all of that, like, the Niagara Regional Coroner and the Homoko family just kind of accepted Paul and Carla's version of events, which just that they got drunk. And it was accidental and she just choked on her vomit. But there's no, like, there's no autopsy to see, like, if there was anything in her system. Why would there be? Because there's a fucking burn on her face? Because they believed their story. Oh, they just got drunk? But but how did they explain the burn? Exactly. No, exactly my point. So I think this is one of those situations where it's up to the family to call for an autopsy and maybe it just wasn't called for and that's the only way i can justify it away is that maybe like the homoka parents were like we don't need an autopsy like we obviously believe our daughter because why? yeah i don't blame them no i don't exactly i don't know like i mean at the same time like i don't know how well i don't know if they saw her though i I have no idea i'm gonna assume they saw her maybe they had to have said goodbye (laughs) maybe though like some some people might not be able to handle that yeah you you could be right i have no idea if they got to see her or not but yeah yeah (laughs) yeah wow so that's wow i'm shocked that they got away with that one that's exactly it like so they like shortly after this they just moved out of like the Homoka house and uh, rented like a little bungalow in, in uh, Port Dalhousie. And they were just like trying to give like the parents space to grief. And we're going to stop here. Okay. Before we get on to more gruesome shit with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I'll show you the chemical burn and even you're going to be like... I know. I I know. I'm already enraged. Yeah. I'm already... Uh, yeah. So I, I know. I know Carla had tried to justify it by saying, oh, when she threw up, like, obviously, like, the, like, acidity in her stomach, like, that could have been it. But it's like, I feel like I, I'm sorry if, like, I, I was know. a coroner or even, like, a nurse or anything. I well, wouldn't Yeah, these be are people who are, like, medically trained. Medically trained. You know? I wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take it from the layman's terms here and just call that vomit. You know what I mean? I would just yeah. be like, mm, I don't know. I'm still going to check because why was her stomach content so high in acid that it burnt her face? Because mm-hmm. even if that is, let's let's say that let's say that's true. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not normal. that's not a justification. People 
people lots of people puke on themselves lots of people choke on themselves all the time but don't wind up with burns like that they might sure have like some chafing because yeah vomit is very acidic acidic yeah yeah i know i agree that's that's bizarre yeah so that's that that's part one all right how do you feel (laughs) like icky i know this is why i had to do the armpit thrusting and the sweating and everything and yeah i really actually just want to go crack a bottle of wine at this point can we order oh my god oh my god can we order the pizza (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i i yeah let's just go we'll just uh we'll just go cry for a while (laughs) curl up in a ball and die yeah Uh, and we're not i know this is only part one so and it like you know what yeah it gets guys worse. it's gonna get worse like it's this gonna is get what, worse this is what and the thing do. is this isn't even one of those ones where it's like and they both got caught and now they can just suck on their own dicks forever no like it gets worse like just continually and it doesn't stop getting worse mm-hmm. so we're just gonna make you all as angry as we are and Everyone thanks so much to- bye yeah <laughs> and thanks for listening <laughs> yeah so on that freaking awesome note like just just sign up and support us and be super cool i'm gonna cry <laughs> just join our cult of extremely awesome people who who i don't know why but love true crime <laughs> <laughs> at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed <laughs> and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can go right ahead and dm us or comment on our posts on instagram at how to not get killed and you can follow us on twitter at h2ngk and you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com we're all fucked so we're all fucked we know it guys we're you know what i'm not even gonna say keep it sleazy this time because this is fucking just too much no more sleaziness today (laughs) just no more sleaziness for today maybe next time all right Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.